Hi, I'm Ashley Appap. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap episodes from season one of the iconic series. Where everyone is hot. And no one calls an adult. Let's Let's go, go, bitches. Hello there, welcome to the very first episode of Call an Adult, A Pretty Little Liars podcast. Yay, 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 yay. Hello, Ash. Oh, hello, Hayley. Um, Thank you so much for being here, anyone that's listening. Um, You may not know who we are. Um, so, but we sure as hell know who you are. No, just K- J- JK, JK, JK. We're not A. Actually, we're not A. So. But are we? We are. But I mean, my name starts with A. Your name starts with Hey. A D. More like A P. No, wait, A A. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. My name is Ashley Appert. <laughs> That's two A's. Uh, oh, Haley, no. can you tell us a little bit about you? Who is? Haley Tanto for the people who? out there that just need to get to know you a little bit before we get yeah, into this. Yeah, who is she? Who am I? Um, I'm Haley. I'm Melbourne-based improviser, writer, uh, comedian, just kind of general comedy gal. Um, comedy I queen. teach improv and sketch writing, which I love. It's how we met. I taught you improv, but now we're just, yes. just dear old friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, we re- we just actually discovered Haley's whole birth chart. So, to be specific, not that either of us think this really means anything, but we think it's fun. But I just wanted uh, to know. Yeah, and I googled it for her because that's what a good fucking. And maybe it'll does, help. Okay? Some, if you really love this stuff, maybe it will help you understand us more. I don't know. Yeah, right. um, Haley's son is in Sagittarius, mm-hmm. so that's her core meaning. That she is uh, intellectual, I think. She's a clear thinker. She looks at the big picture. Uh, her moon is in Cancer. So her inner self is a bit moody, emotional. That is me. Uh, and I am a moody person. You're, you're moody. And I'm emotional. And you're a Rudy. Rudy Doody. Um, and then her rising is in Pisces, meaning that she presents herself as like a go with the flow kind of person, moves around the world in like a gentle, says sometimes directionless way. I would disagree. You're very directionful. I do feel very directionful, but I'll take it. (laughs) Go off. I will Um, take it. I do think like the moodiness of it all. um, I don't like drama in real life. Like literally I'm not one of those people that's like, I hate drama. I'm like, no, no, no. It makes me really anxious to have any kind of conflict with anyone um but obviously like i am moody and there is this need for drama somewhere and i think it's why i'm obsessed with shows like pretty little liars and riverdale and like teen soaps you gotta so i think that kind of i think that does help explain a little bit about me but ash we love it who the bloody hell are you Oh, my name's Ashley appap that's me um and i also am a writer comedian uh podcaster i guess I Absolutely. have a podcast called Vision Quest. I do stand-up. I do improv. I do sketch. Uh, I've written a show, solo, my first solo show that hopefully will be on in Melbourne at some point in the next 365 days. <laughs> um, COVID granted permitting. That, that COVID doesn't 
eat our little buttholes and stop us from doing stuff. Um, Don't go near my butt, COVID. Don't go near it. Um, I just want to write TV for a living. Mm, that's me too. And be funny and be with my friends, you know? And that's... And I love TV so much. Mm. And I love PLL. And my uh, star sign stuff is... I'm My son is in Capricorn, which I think definitely checks out because I'm very organized. I'm very anxious and always prepared for anything. And I'm a control freak. Um, and then my moon which i think is my inner self is a leo which makes sense because that's they're the like performer mm. um i think a little self-absorbed which saws but you gotta be to saws. Be all are, like we all are i love it i mean why yeah. wouldn't you be self-absorbed it's just if you're not if you can't be self-absorbed who's going to absorb you I was trying to think of like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Well, absolutely. Well, that's very true. And I do, I do really enjoy spending time with myself and. Oh, me too. Genuinely like myself. So there you go. And my ascending, rising, whatever it is, how I present myself is Libra, which I believe are very emotional and. um, They like weigh up consequence. They like weigh up. They like judge things. And they like yeah. struggle with decision making. I absolutely struggle with decision making, which is the opposite of a Capricorn. So that makes sense for that. My partner's a wonderful Libra, and I will say, he hates the decision. As do I. Him doing shout Uber out to Dale. Is, this is going to be our He's, first oh, shout out to this Dale. This is the first shout out to Dale. There's going to be a few. Yeah, you'll you'll see, and maybe he'll make an appearance. We can't make any promises. We can't make any promises, but you know, but we're going to try to get him on the pod. We're absolutely going to try to get my partner who lives in the same house as me on the pod. <laughs> Maybe You're we'll welcome, fail. Who people. knows? But we love him. Who knows? Um, we both love Pretty Little Liars love so much. We, you know, watched it at various points in our youths when we didn't know each other. Um, but we were in one of our many coveted Melbourne lockdowns and <laughs> I posted on my Instagram story saying, like, I think I'm going to just rewatch all of pll and Haley was like oh my god i want to do the same thing and we were just talking about it. i think we were on we had a phone call and we just chatted about it for like an hour and i was yeah. like why don't we this is so much fun and this has been funny why don't we record this and make it something fun for us to do and so two we lockdowns like later at home here we are here we are <laughs> so we hope you enjoy these episodes it's basically going to be us you know recapping each episode as we watch them each week but we might have some fun episodes where we do silly quizzes. Yeah. We have guests. We look at the on. fashion. We have guests. We look at just the 2000s in general. Maybe we look at a different show for a second. We don't know. We don't know. Mm. But if you follow our Instagram uh, at call full stop and full stop adult, like call dot and dot adult, you can kind of tell us what you want us to do and we'll do it probably. We're Absolutely. people pleasers. We'll do whatever we you want. We love our fans. Haley Little cucks, little is- subs. We are big cucks for the fans. <laughs> Haley is making incredible memes over on the Instagram. Me we dream. would love you to see and enjoy. Um, and that's basically it. Should we get yeah. into episode one? I reckon get into it, guys. Fire up. If you haven't watched the first episode yet, pause this pod. If you Watch want. the first step. Or just listen and laugh. Like, just have a good time. Yeah. And we'll, we'll recap it for you, babes. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry don't rest your pretty little head. Don't rest your pretty, don't, whatever. 
Let's go. Let's go, Let's girls. Let's dive into the pilot. Here we go. Let's dive in. This show does dive in. Like, <laughs> immediately we're hit with, she, she wasn't was such me. What's, yeah. how do you pronounce the band? Like 303. 303. Um, 303, yeah. Famously did a collab with Leighton Meester. Make um, them, no, that's Cobra Starship. Oh my God, I've, I've, I've made this mistake before. We did this like, yeah, during Comedy Fest. <laughs> no, but I, that song is so good, by the way. Everyone stream um, Good Girls Go Bad. Yeah. Cobra Starship. Cobra Starship. And also um, Don't Trust a Ho. 303, yeah, famously had a collaboration with um, Katy Perry. That's right. Nice that's Dave, right. Daisy Dukes makes a mango. We've had what? this conversation Yeah. Multiple but I'll times. have it forever i'll have it forever. so we open on spencer's quote barn let's Her be barn. realistic it's it, 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 when you think barn you think oh you know we're in somewhere rural sheep a you paddock. think sheep cows you think like a, a fence with wires uh um, yeah. you don't think a beautiful like hundred year old home in pennsylvania Ugh. No. With like an out, a beautiful outdoor area. But that's where we are. We see we'll get to this later, but when I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, when Spencer's like, Melissa, I wanted to move into the barn. I'm like, Spence, like, I get it, babes, but you have like a huge room with a desk in it. Like, exactly. You're, also, you're, your friend went missing. We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> so Spencer's much. gonna, Spencer and Aria, I think, are gonna get a real. A real like, railing. A real railing from me, I think, according to yeah, my definitely. notes. Um, whereas so Hannah can do no wrong. The first, yeah, absolutely. We, okay. Do we stand Hannah on this podcast? We do. First and foremost. We see them, basically, they're all in the barn, and then it's clear. Ali is playing with them, you know, oh, Ali, where are you? She's gone. Yeah, so this is 18 seconds in. Don't Trust a Ho <laughs> has stopped playing. Like, we've established that they're fun-loving gals and blah, blah, blah. But then 18 seconds in, that stops. I think spent someone's, like, there's, like, creaky stuff happening and someone's like, it must be the storm. And then, <laughs> like, that's so – it just happens so quick. It's such efficient storytelling. Yeah. It is. It it's really efficient. It must be the storm. It's, it must be the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's very efficient. It is no, it's efficient. One of them says it must be the storm, but when um, we see inside the barn, only Aria, Hannah, and Emily are in there. Spencer's not in there. Spencer is outside. So I think, Uh, but I think is this okay? So the door quickly opens, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is it?" And um, I watched this with my partner, and he made a good point of. Because uh, there's this great fake out that Ali comes back. Ali's like, hee, hee, hee. Um, and he was like, oh, this must be because in the promos, everyone knew Ali was going to go missing. Um, oh, so smart. Which is kind of like Mayor of Easttown. I just finished watching that. And it's like. Oh, I just oh, finished you know watching it. It's so good. We've got to talk about it. But it's like, you know, obviously it's a murder mystery. So you're watching that first episode waiting for like this. You're watching this young girl being like, it's probably this young chick. Um because we know someone's going to get murdered. So I think that fake out of Ali coming back is like, we do know, I think, that this, a young girl goes missing in this show. It must be her. And it's like, not yet. Uh-uh, uh, uh, wait your turn. And then you wait, wait two to seconds and it cuts to Arya sleeping on some pillows on the floor in heels. Yep. <laughs> no one has a blanket. 
It's this is freezing fucked. and it's, it's, there's a wind, there's a storm outside. They've already established there's a storm. Maybe Spencer, you don't get to live in the barn because you can't take care of your friends. <laughs> but then let's also remember, we, we, I'm cutting forward a little bit. When we see Melissa and Ren going into the barn, mm-hmm. she says to Spencer, I love what you've done with the barn. Mm. Job well done. I love the way you've decorated it. What 15-year-old, 14-year-old has the A, expertise, B, budget to renovate a barn? Did she flip the barn herself? Is she on HGTV? Is she on Nine Life? It absolutely sounds like she is. Flip or flop? This is an absolute flop. flop Because The barn is a flip, but she's a flop. Exactly. When we look at it in this scene, it's definitely a flop because it's a flop. no one is a fucking blanket. Well, also, like, Aria, take think, off your shoes, babe. Aria, take off your shoes. And I think there's two, there's actually two spaces. I think they're in like the shed. Yeah. And the barn is so, that's, no, no, no. Okay. There's the barn the and barn. there's the loft. The, barn. the loft. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, the loft is what she's decorated, which we don't get to see in yet. We will we in don't get future to see. episodes. So anyway, Spencer comes out from outside once uh, it's a little bit in the future and the girls are all there with their heels on sleeping. Um, and I think she says like, like Allie's gone. What did she say? She's gone? Yeah, she's like, she's gone. I've looked everywhere gone. for her. And it's like, you killed her. Is the is what How you many think seconds is in? what you think. They all should- are already setting us up. This must be around 30 to 40 seconds. Don't fact check mm. it. I, I, I don't know. But I feel like the efficiency of this opening scene is perfection. Perfection. Perfect it's for a delicious. Pilot. There is definitely some stuff coming up where they're really heavy handed with the exposition. Mm. <laughs> um, it's, this episode, all pilots, but especially this episode yeah. is like 99% um, exposition and like yeah. 1% uh Songs statutory that, uh, rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Trigger content yep. I didn't want to say because yeah. I'm like, I feel like I don't like saying that word, but I'm like, there's some, yeah, there's some yeah, stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to the the pedophile in the room, the elephant in the room, more like the pedophile in the room. Oh my god. Oh. Um, okay, so Spencer, yes, she comes in. I've looked everywhere for her, and everyone's like, oh. and then I think it then just cuts to a year later in a picture of. Allie on a newspaper is that that yes yes yeah. the the titular picture of Allie and I know that I'm using the word titular incorrectly <laughs> but, but you're I using like it to well. use it that way um the picture that we are going to see throughout the season that haunts me uh and any previous viewers in their dreams yeah we miss Allie uh, I mean we don't but <laughs> we don't she's chaos but we like we but we miss her um, uh, but it's a year later. Nature has healed without Ali, sadly. Without Arya, should we say. I feel like Arya's probably Arya. the poison in Rosewood. Well, so this, and this was really interesting re-watching the, the pilot um, because so in the intro, aside from I think they do some special ones later on in the series, but in the intro I was always annoyed when it was like Arya that got to do the shush. Yes, me too. Um, when it's like. Yeah, they close the coffin and then it like zooms in on um, Lucy Hale doing the shush. And I'm like, is she A? Her name's Aria. Like what What we doing? Which is such a strong theory for the first, I think, few seasons. It so is. So many people are like, it's her. It's got to be her. It's her. It's her. She's doing it, you know. Um, and we're not going to spoil who A is. But and I we will s- say A changes like seven times throughout the series. That's so. it. Yeah. If, 
we're not going to spoil the grand thing. Um, no. But there's a lot of twists and turns. But there's an interesting watching. Like I kind of got it watching the pilot of like, oh, I guess that Arya coming back is like the inst. It just helps like get us into her point of view of like she's back. Like we're re-entering Rosewood. We don't know what's happened in a year. So I do. I was like, there's so much Arya in this. But I kind of understand yeah. that it's a strong perspective for a pilot. Yeah, and we have to yeah. give her that. Sorry. And we do. And that does Sorry. give the people who had the theory when this was airing, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. It did give those people a strong reason to think, well, she's the inciting incident. She's the reason this is all happening. You know, Absolutely. So we understand, we appreciate and respect that opinion, even though it is wrong. Um we see Arya, you know, we're at the Montgomery household. We see um, the first, I would argue, of a trope that is now very common in teen dramas, which mm-hmm. is stars from shows maybe 10 years before the show starts Being coming in as the parents. Hot parents, which we will yeah. talk about at length on this potty, honey. Absolutely. Um, we've got... Um, yeah. We've got... Holly Marie, Holly Marie Combs. Combs. We stand Piper from Charmed as we Ari's mum. We have not Rob, but Chad. Chad Lowe, who is we lovely. We do stand him. Yeah. He directs a lot of, like, I think later episodes or. Yeah, definitely. He gets He's into given it. a wonderful opportunity and he takes it by the balls and um, kills it, you know? Um, so- Laura Leighton. Laura Leighton is from, who's Hannah's really hot mum, my favourite parent. Yeah. Um, is from Melrose Place, which I didn't watch, but got to respect no, it. Spencer's mum gets replaced. Yes, the pilot. It's a completely different woman, and so does Toby. Toby's yes. a completely different person in I the pilot to the that. rest of the season. Yes, I did notice that. Um, I love that about pilots. That's like the gossip. There's so many, but like in the Gossip Girl pilot, uh, they recast Blair's mum later. I would argue that it's always the really strong mums that get mm. re- recast yes because they're yes. like this actress can't fill the boots sorry because spencer's mum becomes like a very iconic she's like a lawyer isn't she yeah she be- not she's... iconic but she becomes a very integral character yes yes absolutely very important and like a very i would say beloved as well beloved i like yeah. emily's mum she's hot she's caring pam she makes pam she makes mistakes but her and emily are such a lovely duo um, yeah. But yeah, Holly Marie Combs is probably my fave mum. Yeah, me too. Because we we know her and we love her. We trust her. Oh wait, no, sorry. I uh, before that actually, Ashley Marin is yeah. oh, Hannah's yes, yes, mum. Yes. Actually, yeah, I just said yeah, she's my favorite. Yeah, and there are honey. She does what she show. needs to do. There are the, Ashley Benson, Ashley Marin, Ashley Marin, and this Ashley right Appap. The three. It's the th- it's the Trinity. It's sorry, Trinity, Holly Holly Marie Trinity. Combs. It's the Trinity. Um, that's the thing from Charmed, right? <laughs> I think like, so. No, Power of Three is what Power of Three. Power of Three. Uh, I think the Holy Trinity is something to do with uh, this the little book called the Bible. Ever heard the of Bible. it? Haven't haven't read it. Mm, it's, um, right. it's too long. Good review. There's this bit where, again, for good exposition, but I love kind of being rude to like this show. I love is that yeah. Uh, what happens? Arya's like ah. Uh, can you believe it's like the on the news they're saying it's like the anniversary of Allison's disappearance, which makes it sound like a celebration. And I'm like, Aria, no one thinks it's a celebration. You no, dramatic, absolutely not. 
little shit. <laughs> little shit. And but I relate same, to they, it. But I'm like, no. They answer all the exposition of like, we're, dad, we're back from dad's sabbatical from Iceland where we were for a year. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. they're in Iceland. <laughs> And they're like, we're back. And then we have some f- some foreshadowing of Mike as well, Arya's brother, just being a little dick. Like, he's just like, I need to go to lacrosse. Like, I'm take just yourself, like a, Mike. a skinny teenage boy who will get absolutely jacked throughout this season. He does. Yeah. And he has some shady moments like everyone in this show. No one is safe from the shade in this show. No. Um, but yeah, I definitely wanted to point out that because I was like, Arya. Oh, definitely. And then she drives Mike. She drives Mike to practice. Look, and here's my thing. I assume practice is maybe a 10-minute drive away. <laughs> maybe 30. And he's like, yeah. pick me up at 6. And she looks at the clock and it's 4.12. I'm like, go home, girl. Go home. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to go to a bar. I'm 14. 15, maybe? Let's go 15. I'm going to go to a bar, get yeah. a burger, and sit at the bar. Also, next like, are to you this... going to eat dinner tonight? Yeah. Four o'clock. Eating a yeah. burger. What mon- also, what money do you have? You've just been in Reykjavik, Iceland, one of the Let's most expensive it. places in Europe. <laughs> yeah. And you've come back. You're a teenager. You didn't have a job. Where are you getting the money to buy Aria, get a job. Get a job. Aria, get a and job. And she will. <laughs> she but will as a photographer? A writer? Oh, I can't God. remember Let's what. Not- when we when we watch it, we'll remember and we'll criticize whatever it is because everything she does is stupid. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Aria. She's at the bar and she does she is have a sitting... pint in front of her? She has like a pint of something in front of her. When she's at the bar, before we get to the pint, she sees a missing poster. Would now be 16 image of Ali. So this whole yes. time I've been getting it wrong. They're all meant to be 16 at this point. But if as we go on with the show, we're going to see that that doesn't make any sense mm. based on. The things that the timeline and everything. So I just like to point that out. Point it so out. So I don't think she has a pint. I think maybe she has like a like a a pint of like a soda. You know. Um, yeah. But it does look like an alcoholic beverage. It does. Maybe it's like let, let's say it's ginger ale to give the bartender the benefit of the doubt. Let's say. Let's say. Because in America, you can't drink till you're 21, honey. No. Don't you try and pretend it's you not can. Not like here in Oz, you can drink when you're 18. Yeah, and Probably that's earlier. the law. She sits at the bar next to this hunk. This hunk of hunk of burning love. He's a big hunk of burning love. And immediately they start having like a deep conversation. Ugh, when he moves, they're sitting, there's a stool in between them. They're both on stools. And there's a stool in between them. And when he, when I, okay, so when I was, I started watching this when I was at the start of year 12. So I was 17. Um, I just turned 17. So I remember watching this scene being like hot. And honestly, this relationship when I was 17, hot. Now, I'm fearful. I'm afraid. I'm like... I'm furious. And just when he moves to that stool next to her, I was like, stay away from this child. This child. She's tiny. are a pedophile. We're talking to you, Ezra Fitzgerald Fitz. We are talking to you at... Ian Harding, no. Uh, <laughs> the actor no. who played lovely uh, Ian Harding. Fitz. No, he's, he's a Ian wonderful Harding. man. Yeah, it is. It is it but yeah, is. it was just so weird. I used to love this scene and this relationship, and I remember being like, "Yeah, I'd, I want to fuck a teacher." And now I'm like, "Stay away, stay the hell." Oh, this was so. This thread was hard to watch, and it's going to be so hard to watch as we go on. Yeah, there's oh, there's Ugh. there's just so much. There's a lot about it. Um, I would just like to point out something that I noticed. Which is 
the thing that joins them together is they're talking about uh, somehow they get talking and she says she's jet lagged from Iceland. He starts talking. He went on a trip. There's a lull. Mm. A song starts playing and she says, I love this song. I love song. this song. And he says, B26, which I think is either, you'd think, right? The name of the song or the name of the band. Mm. As it's playing on the subtitles on my TV, it says, Happiness by The Fray plays. Oh. So they <laughs> stole of a song by The Fray and said it was by something or someone named B26. What is this? According, this is a conspiracy that I have not noticed before. And interestingly, and I forgot this about, because like, I looked up what is B26 PLL. B26 is a significant number in the relationship between Ezra Fitz and Aria Montgomery. It refers to the song playing on the jukebox where they first met, allegedly. During season one, Ezra publishes a poem entitled B26 about Aria. I forgot that. I remember that. That's obviously happening in the future from... <gasps> oh. After pilot. Ash, I have a follow-up Google question that has an answer. Go is on. B26 a real song? Um, no, actually, it's the number on the jukebox. Okay. That's a lot. Like, that's not a lot of exposition. Like, this is one of the unanswered questions of this exactly. pilot. Exactly. The opposite of what this pilot usually gives That us. I didn't realize becomes such a huge thing. So that means, okay, so she says, I love this song. And he says B26, meaning I chose it. But that means that she comes to this bar often enough that she also knows it's B26. Yet she just got back yesterday from Reykjavik, Iceland. And it's like she wasn't in the this she wasn't in the bar when she was 14. Exactly. Aria, make it make sense. Plot holes. I'm Arlene King, creator of this ridiculous, amazing television show. We have Thank God we for her. Answers. Thank God for I, Marlene King. She yeah, wrote the absolutely. books, right? I don't think she did. No, I think... Um, oh, no, Sarah Shepard. Sarah Shepard wrote the books, yeah. Sarah Shepard and then I, Marlene. Yes. Yeah. I wish yeah. I did read these as a tween. I would have I loved, have um, four of them. I read Gossip Girl before Gossip... Like, I read Gossip Girl as a Ooh. tween and then I, like, had them all. Um, and then I, when my brother was like, oh, my God, Gossip Girl's, like, a show, and I was like... This is going to change my life. It's one of my favorite shows. But yeah, I wish, I think um, these would have been the best books. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. They, so they're good. juicy. Because it's a great show. Yeah, it is. We stand. Um, if we didn't already say, we stand. Uh, we do stand. All the men in Rosewood <laughs> need to stop looking at teenage girls is all I can say. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what's coming. So Arya's like, sit. they, they cut to themselves in the bathroom. I guess you're making out. You don't actually have to go to the bathroom. Like you can. You can make. When out I was a kid, I actually thought they were having sex. Like as I know Same. that's not sex, but I thought that was meant to imply they hooked up in the bathroom. Yeah, and we would also like to explain how immediate the cut is. It's the last thing she says is, "I'd like to get to know more about you," and then there she's sitting on the bench of yeah, the bathroom, like straddling him, and re- they're really making out. He is really, this 23-year-old man is really making out with a 15-year-old. Yeah. He doesn't um, know And it. also, I would like to say something. If you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead exactly two minutes and 10 seconds from when I say this, okay? I'm going to give you a little bit of time just to be safe. Get ready. I don't want to spoil it for you, baby. He does know it because he is oh. <laughs> writing the book. He's writing the book 
about Ali and her disappearance because he is board shorts. My mouth is agape because, <laughs> like, because you can't, I have to describe it because you can't see it, obviously, because that is blowing my mind. That This is what I mean. In the pilot, everything he does is kind of excusable because... There is a miscommunication where he's like, I'm at, I just finished uni or college. I'm going to be a teacher. And, and then she's like, I want to teach. She's like, what do you study? What's your major? And then she's like, I think it'll be English because she's like, I'm in high school. And he's like, you're in uni. Um, but it's so weird in retrospect, watching the whole series being like, you actively dated this 15 year old for quote research yeah that's so weird because it makes sense in the pilot oh that's so weird well this is the thing this is the thing that makes it there's gonna be so many things where we're gonna have to say hey move ahead for spoilers because when you think about it from the beginning and consistently to the end Mm. we're not gonna say who the big a is we promise we won't it's also so messy that i can't remember Whereas my brain, I've got it all in here. Remember, I can't remember what I did yesterday, yet I remember all this stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I, Marlene King made a point to tell everyone that was like looking for who A was in the forums throughout the whole show mm-hmm. to know that they are in the pilot. And then when mm. you look back after seeing the whole show and look back at a bunch of people in the pilot, like this situation with Ezra, you realize it changes the whole perspective of like their motives everything so mm, i just want to say yes. that i just want to say that before we cut to the next scene. it's a great comment it's actually a really good comment thank you um okay so that scene's fucked and that it only yeah. gets worse from there so we won't spend too long on <sighs> but i think i did think they were having sex so later spoiler alert i guess she loses her virginity to him at some point and i was like oh yeah i thought you'd done this and i'm glad she had like oh geez, jesus christ in the bathroom um Okay, so then we cut to like, do we? Do we? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, and this sounds almost exactly like this is a niche reference, uh, like the beginning of the song Daddy's Little Girl by Jesse McCartney. And it's not, but it sounds so much like it. And every time it makes me laugh. Maybe they tried. That song is fucked. To like Maybe. mimic it. That song is fucked also. He says the, the lyrics just turned 18 a, work, a week, just turned 18 a week ago. She wants to learn what she don't know. And he's basically saying he's going to teach an 18-year-old how to suck and fuck. So Suck and fuck. I think that's a real... Oh, right. Yes. Okay. No, I just got distracted by something. Um, in, like, I am playing this episode on mute. Yeah, no, I think that's a huge thing. Like, um, those kind of consent laws and... Um, all of that is so much more prevalent in our society now. Thank fuck. Like, but it was such a oh, thing that yeah. we grew up with of music. That's like, yeah, it's just, oh, just so many lyrics she's, like that. She's just a child, and I'm gonna destroy her life. Legitimately, like, yeah. Oof. Um, uh, next, we okay. cut to Hannah at the mall. It just plays. I love that we're both playing the episode on mute in the background as a reference, yet we can hear in our heads the songs. I can hear it. Oh, my God. Mm. Especially that meme, like, where you post an image that you can hear. For me, it's that. Because every time we see they're, like, musical cues, which is great. Like, I love, like, a score for each character. Like, 
um, like in Riverdale, Betty Cooper has like an actual theme. Mm-hmm. And um, we love we love a motif, and it's beautiful. Like, and I yeah, because it's like the Cooper family theme that always plays. Um, and if you heard it and you're, you're a Riverdale fan, you're like, yes. And Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks has like her thing. Yeah, which one yeah. of my favorite videos on the internet is um, like Angelo Badalamenti. I think that's how you say his name. Like writing that theme and David Lynch talking him through it. Anyway, so all these characters have, I think at least Aria and Hannah in this episode have like musical themes. So Hannah's is... And then yeah. Arias just keeps playing. I think it's like, I don't know what you told me. I don't know what you said. I don't know the words. That plays like a bunch, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was I was watching along with it while the subtitles were on and was just singing like I was I was doing karaoke along to the songs. I was yes. like, oh yeah, this jam. We hear this over and over. This is a cr- okay. So before we get into Hannah's scene, which there isn't a lot to say about the music. In this show, whoever was the musical let's editor, let's talk of this, about it. Let's let's rip into them. I Terrible. understand that maybe it was different because the pilot, obviously, they shoot the pilot, and then from the pilot, the show is decided. Yes, we will continue to make it, or no, we won't. Mm. So maybe it was a different person, one-off, whatever. I don't think so because repeatedly throughout this pilot and this whole show, when they pick a song as like a motif or mm. they're playing it, they play the same like twelve bars of the song. Every time. Mm. They don't pick a new section with different lyrics or different music. They just play the same bit and they just drag and drop it into their garage band. Yeah. And it pisses me off. It's lazy. I might be wrong, but to me, in my experience, and I love a music moment and this show, one of my favorite shows, does not have an iconic music moment where literally the OC is only music moments. Like there is so – the way OC uses music because it's like – um, Josh Schwartz, like everything the creator loves, Josh Schwartz. And then Gossip Girl, then he made, like, co-created Gossip Girl. And Gossip Girl in that pilot has, like, Rihanna, oh has Justin goodness. Timberlake. Um, it has, we don't care about the young folks. Like, yeah, it really kind of not only had the hits, but it set the tone of, like, these will be hits. And I'm like, you're damn right. Whereas this I show, would say Christ. the only way that that does this is she as the opening moment. Which even you know? at the time, like that song, a hit, but like uh, only diehard like fans like us hit. associate those two things as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this pilot, I was really disappointed. I think at the end, that's like something, something, hands of time. And I'm like, this is the final music moment. Like, I get it thematically, but, like, I hate this. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I feel like this could be a major music moment. But I will say the best music moment of this show is the intro. The theme song, of course. It's the theme song that I'm going to spoil some trivia now. We're going to do some trivia at the end. But some trivia is Ashley Benson, our queen, our bisexual queen, by the way, Yas. Um, a non-ironical yas. A non-ironical yas. Um, she pitched this song because she liked it. And then the rest, like everyone was like, this song slaps. And that's now, it's the intro song. Incredible. Secret I have by the Pierces. Follow-up uh, trivia. Um, fun fact, they did a dance to this in an episode of Dance Mums. I, no, I, I have seen that in Dance Mums. But in Gossip Girl... They definitely, because I, I had, before I watched Pretty Little Liars, I had two songs by the Pierces on my iPod. Um, 
that I think both play through the Cotillion episode, but I might, or they play a different The Pierce song, Pierce's song, and I found Secret as well. Yeah. But in the Cotillion episode of Gossip Girl, Dan and Serena, I think, do a sad dance. Oh, that's that episode has some. Good I remember music that moments. episode. That apologize. Oh, the the, um, the angle as it like zooms out. Oh yeah, we. Ugh, Gossip Girl. This podcast um, is about Pretty Little Liars, but it's a love letter to Gossip Girl. It's me comparing it to. Go- no, I love I love Pretty Little Liars so much, but they're two different beasts. I have to compare them because I was watching them ferociously when I was seventeen years old. You must have been sixteen watching Pretty Little Liars. What year are we talking? This is 2010. It came out. 2010. If you watched it when it came out. Yeah. 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 I watched it from, I think, I didn't start watching it until I think 2012, though. I was a couple, it was a couple seasons in when I began, which was great. I was thinking about this the other day because I remember watching it, but I remember having to go through the ends of the earth earth to uh, find this show. And I don't know why. Like, I didn't read the books. I don't know why. I was like, I'm going to watch Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. They didn't have any way for us to watch it otherwise. It was the same with, like, Weeds, um, Shameless. A lot, a of, lot of American TV, honestly. A lot of 45-minute dramas specifically. Absolutely. Were just really difficult for us to find here growing up. So we did what we had to do. And that's we all we'll say. But I'm not admitting anything. No. Sorry. Court of law. Hey, you um, know what? We've got a secret and we can keep it. Well, this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket. It's so. It's such a banger. I want to do a whole episode on the intro. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Just like, why is is this person meant to be a doll? Like, why are they so photoshopped? Like the person they're putting in the coffin. We could go through all the different iterations of the intro because it does change. It does. I think in like season six, they um everyone gets to do the shush and I'm like good yeah and there's special like Halloween episodes and stuff where there's like random like ah, screams in the background <gasps> yes! and there's like worms crawling all over the coffin do you know where this show is superior of like all the you know tween age shows is their Halloween episodes and this show's Bang, scary slap. can I just say yeah. this show spook it's spooky big spook it's a big spooky okay so back to Hannah in the mall with um, the amount of cropped vests and bolero jackets we see cannot be ignored what's a bolero jacket again or it's like a jacket that's again. just lil it's just like a cropped jacket oh yes oh yes i get it mm-hmm. a lot of them that's very 2010 very t- yeah. 2008 to 2010 i had some so oh, i, I just want to make a note yeah so hannah's she's thieving She's hot. Mm. She's got the blonde extensions. Her and Mona are like shoplifting, but she runs Mona's into Spencer. Mona's got the classic 2010 thin sparkly scarf oh, around her the neck. thin scarves. So good. Mm. Um, runs into note, Spencer. I've just got one note for this scene and it's Spencer seems like 40 years old here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Spencer's wearing a full on. She's wearing a grey, three-quarter blazer. length blazer with red trim. And she's like, did you see the papers? She has like pearl earrings. And she's like, did you see the papers today? It had like hot older mum, big little eyes energy. Um, like, I've written here, the two notes I have about this are, I agree. I agree with the big little eyes hot mum energy. The two notes I've written are, 
the way they dress Hannah is a hate crime. Number one. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Just unfair. Yeah. And then two, as soon as she sees Spencer, the exposition flows. It's not it's just insane. like, it's like, so Spencer, how are you? You're still a genius. Oh, what's mm. happening in your, fa- oh, why are you shopping? I'm getting a, uh, an outfit for my sister's engagement dinner. She's engaged to someone else. Wow. You should dress nice for them. She shouldn't get all the attention. Are you interning still? Wow. And you're taking classes at Hollis? Aren't you interning for the mayor? Yeah. It really serves as a tool to expose. Hannah just comes up and tells Spencer everything about Spencer's life. And, Spencer's and then like, Spencer's like, I know, I live it. I know. You did. You Could you tell from my blazer? I'm a sophisticated lady. I'm going to go home and drink brandy. Uh, but she doesn't. Uh, she, she doesn't goes home do. and does something else. She goes home she and gets a She massage. goes home and does something else. Um, I, this is like one tiny funny pet peeve I have with like shows and movies like this is like Hannah when yeah whenever she says that line of kind of like well you better like stand out or like look hot to paraphrase um she just grabs any dress I don't know what size it is she grabs any dress and it happens to be like this nice red sparkly number I think but she just grabs it and like gives it to Spencer and then Spencer's like thanks and takes it to the checkout and I'm like what what size is this? No one tries it on. No one looks at the size. She's just like, "Mm." and it just happens to be in the rack right next to them. They haven't searched for anything. And this rack looks like it has a bunch of individual items that don't Mm. match. So it looks like it's probably a rack that people return things to when they don't want them. So it's not like it was even a rack of all the same. I do love that rack. And it says like, oh, these are all like size 10 or whatever. And she's like, well, I know her. She's a size 10. Like there's no way it can be the right dress. That pisses me off. So much. So the dress is purple, flowy. I would just like to say as well, before we cut to the next scene to talk about, Mm. Hannah has glasses that are like $350. She's put them on her head. She goes to leave and puts Mm. them on. The security guard's like, miss, miss, and follows her. She's trying Mm. to steal them. He's like, you forgot your purse. She gets away with it, which is important to know for something that's going to happen later, that she's Mm. stealing and getting away with things. Yes. Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Um, sorry. Oh, and Ali's I've been pausing mom. it. No, no, no. And also, back to parents who get recast. Ali's mum, because I'm that's where I'm up to in the episode is very further along from where we're talking about. But I'm like, <gasps> Ali's mum also got recast. Yeah, lots of recasting. I mean, it, it happens with pilots all the time. Yeah. So now uh, the next scene is Arya is being dropped off at school for her first day back. And Byron is like, basically Byron, who is Arya's dad, Chad mm-hmm. Lowe, we stand. Chad Lowe? Is like, you know, I love your mum, right? She's like, I know. <laughs> oh, yes. But do you really? And exposition. basically sets up the exposition of the fact that the reason that they moved to Iceland is because he cheated yes. on her mum. Because Arya, sh- yes, you go. With a student. With a So with a student like day. father, like daughter, she's now They're repeating fucked. history. Because, yeah, Arya, he's like, yeah. He's like, I love your mum. And she's like, don't worry, dad. I'll keep your secret. Exactly. And I'm like, it's 8.30 in the morning. What are we, we doing? We see a flashback which sets up some important info for us <laughs> of Arya. <laughs> in all the flashbacks, Arya has pink streaks in her hair. Yes, um, she's a punk. She's a punk. She's a punk it? rocker. She's and punk. also, may I just say as well, before I explain the scene, in a little bit she and Emily meet each other and Emily points out the streaks in her hair and Emily mm. says, the last time I saw you, I think you had pink streaks in your hair. And she says, and I quote, I wrote this down because it made me throw up inside my mouth well you know 
when your parents won't let you be yourself and you don't know who you are. What? Uh, what? What? It's truly. It's <laughs> it ruins my life. So basically, Ooh. the flashback: Ali and Arya are running away from Mona, who we see mm. for the first time in the past. Is really like lame and Mona doesn't dress looks cool. So cold. I, I, I think know I wrote she that does. Down. Mona looks cold. She's, She's in a lot of layers. Um, but they're running away from Mona and bullying her essentially. Uh, Ali's yeah. a bully if you didn't get that already. And they. I see... also don't want to be rude to Mona though. She's really like, it's really clear that they're like running away from her. She's like, Ali. I'm like Mona, give up. <laughs> yeah, like, read yeah, the yeah. room. Like you are read being bullied, and I don't condone it. But read the room. You don't want but, to be friends with these girls. But you know, find better friends. Find um, better friends. Anyway, continue. And they. That's when they see in the flashback, uh, Arya's dad making out with his then student. Now the car. This day, car, by assistant. the way, is parked like half in a hedge. <laughs> Which is so yeah. good. Like, it makes a really great, for like, uh, set-wise or whatever. Like, it looks really, it's nice because it is, like, a big secret. But I'm like, wait, they've submerged half of this car in a hedge. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot. Um, next, th- we go to school. This is when we, we see Emily for the first time. Our first introduction to Emily is we don't get to know anything about her. It's just her talking to Arya and being like, the last time I saw you, you had the pink streaks in your hair. And then they're talking about Ali because Ali uh, Ari is like, I just saw a poster saying it's. I can't believe it's been a year. Mm. And then Emily just says, I mean, we all know she's dead, right? Oh, I think <laughs> with like no emotional expression, nothing. I didn't write that down, but I was like, that's an insane. That's an insanely defensive thing to say. Uh, by someone, the way, some potential murderer would say that. It feels very like she's say. dead. She's dead. Yeah. Or she's like dead, someone right? keeping a hostage, I get like I feel like it makes it seem like you're keeping like Yeah. Yeah. And these aren't spoilers. This is a Emily. weird It's exposition, but it's I was like, Emily, honey, that's an insane That's an insane thing today. That's an insane thing to say. But you could argue it's a good thing for the writer to do because it makes us suspect hmm. someone else, you know? And this show, that's the funnest thing about the whole seven seasons of this show is that every episode everyone has to take a turn at looking like a serial killer. Yeah, that's pretty great. much every time. And uh, everyone and then, can always look like a serial killer. And that's the thing Food you should thought. take away from this podcast. You could always yeah. accidentally look like a serial killer. You can look like one. The next scene is um, in the English classroom. And Emily's first line is, I hear the new teacher is really hot. And Arya's like, okay. And they, they gleam over that. And then Arya learns that Hannah's the new it girl. Mona's her like sidekick. Mm. And that Spencer... Is like she goes. Oh, so they're friends, but they're friendly, but not friends. I think if I had gone away for a year and my group of best friends fell apart, mm. and I got back, and I would immediately expect as a teenager things to go back yeah. to normal. I feel like that's reasonable to have those weird expectations. She's as, just like, oh yeah. well, you know, I guess I've grown up. <laughs> I know who I am now. That I, I guess everything changed after head. our blonde friend got abducted. Oh yeah, actually, good point. Like, <laughs> but like, I'm surprised no one called. And so this is 2010, filmed in 2009, probably written in 2008. I'm surprised no MSN. one called the landline or went on MSN. Yeah, or AOL. Like, I'm in- surprised Aria didn't, yeah, call everyone on their home family phone. Exactly. And was like, I'm back from Reykjavik. They talk about Iceland like it. there's no technology there. It's it's more technologically advanced yes. than anywhere else, it, I think. Yeah. 
I think I got that vibe when I was a teen. I'm like, they go to like Antarctica. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> like, I'm a dumb, I'm a dumb teen. I'm a dumb. I'm a dumb. Um, then someone comes into the room, writes their name on the board, Mr. Fitz. He turns around. Also, <gasps> Aria not looking up, by the way. Like one, he's a hot teacher. But two, when your teacher walks in the room, you probably look up from like whatever you're doodling to like see who your teacher is. Then you see yeah. those buns and you're like, oh, he's going to be a hottie. Then he turns around and it's like, oh, it's the guy that I was almost having sex with. This, at the bar. when he turns around and says, oh my oh, God, crap, is this, or something. oh crap. And he yeah. just stares at her. And then everyone looks at Aria. I'm like, and they're all like giggling. I'm like, do they all, to me, this looks like he thinks he's got a certified hottie in his class. Yeah, to the other people. And everyone's like, how embarrassing for Aria. I'm like, it kind of just looks exactly. like the teacher has chose her as the hot, chosen her as the hottie. And I mean, you know, he has. And he, um, and he literally has. Oh, this scene is so uncomfortable. It's oh. really bad. And then we get the first message from mm. A, 13 and minutes and 44 seconds in. And it says, Aria, maybe he falls around with students all the time. A lot of teachers do. Just ask your dad. <gasps> a. Ooh. Yeah. So the first message goes landmark moment for the show. Landmark moment. Oh, so good. I love the messages. I love them. And the timing of them. It comes right when she and Ezra are having this eye connection that's uncomfortable. We stand. Oh, and that's, I realize that like, oh, the other reason I'm comparing it to Gossip Girl so much is that these shows have extremely similar premises of like this anonymous... (laughs) text machine that is really threatening the differences in gossip girl it's there is like a murder bit in gossip girl but it's like the premise is not that it's a murder mystery it's a gossip drama show whereas the premise here is like someone's gone missing are they murdered but they're the same thing of like how does this text being know all this info yeah absolutely and i love it it's such it's such a great um device i would say i would say this podcast is pro a we actually are on a side. i'm pro a and i'm pro gossip girl yeah like gossip girl the character the character yeah <gasps> i was so happy so sorry that i'm talking about gossip girl at the time i watched the reboot no. trailer and i haven't been happy about the reboot i feel like that makes me feel like kind of old but i'm like the show finished only like seven years ago i swear yeah like, give it, time. it has to be at least a decade i would say it's, i i think like 15 to 20 years but anyway i did watch the trailer and i was like also i don't think i can not listen to Kristen bell like Kristen bell is gossip girl is so iconic and she's reprising the role at least in the <gasps> trailer and i was like and it looks fun i was like i love this this looks great i'm on board but everyone please stream the old gossip girl as well um yeah but it looks Stick, really really good you know, know your roots respect them it looks a bit different like h it's like a hbo max version too so i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna like Ooh. it um, where are we up to? Okay. So the next scene. we're only 13 minutes into the episode. We're only 14 minutes in now. Um, nice. The next, and we've been recording for 45 minutes, which I love. This, it's absolutely packed. It is. It's jam-packed, but this is the thing. It's the pilot. This is why we're having a solo episode in the pilot. It's it got, is a it's great pilot. It's got to be pilot. done. Um, this pilot is so good. The next episode that we get, we meet Pam Fields, Emily's mum. This is Emily Exposition. We're learning oh, the next scene. that yep, yep, yep. Emily is like... Not everyone dreams of making it in Rosewood, Mum. That's basically all we, all we learn. Emily doesn't want to be in Rosewood. Is 
from a conservative family mm. her mom mm. has a gift basket which takes us to the next scene and it's fancy we learn it's got like foie gras in it the fa- oh yeah i i have i have something to say about that okay I'll- the specific sentence <laughs> so emily comes to the new girl's house and brings this gift basket to introduce herself to her new girl's mm. name is maya she is wearing one of the cropped vests that i uh mentioned earlier and she gives her the gift basket as a welcome to the neighborhood and she says mm, foie gras and cornichons my favorites and then emily says it's my mother she goes i figured but what like 15 year old knows how to pronounce those words number one i feel like recently i have and i'm 28 now feel semi-confident saying foie gras i've been trying which to is get goose egg what's, what's... It's, what is it truly number one I've been. I keep saying number one and then not numbering other things because it's phonetically trait. like foie foie grass. Foie grass, yeah, yeah. It's liver of duck or goose. Okay, there you go. I've been trying to get the term. Um, it's a na from wa bra foie gras to to stick, and it's really not. So that's my relationship to foie gras. But beyond that. It's just me amazed that um, Maya knows what it is. Also, can we touch on the fact that the actress that plays Maya is A, what, in her late 30s when they filmed this, and then B, related to Beyonce? Yes, she is. Um, You told me this I Googled this during it and I have forgotten. But I remember learning this because I was on, like, um, Tina Knowles' Instagram. Like, I was on Beyonce's mum's Instagram, like, a long time ago. And yeah, she posted a photo of uh, that lady being like, this is like my daughter-in-law or something. And I'm like, what? What? And she was like, oh, it was like happy 40th to this person. I'm like, wait, isn't this like Maya from PLL? Also, can I just say, and this will be a recurring theme. We'll see more of it. There's not much proof yet, but there's going to be a lot of proof. There are so many hot queer ladies in this mm. small town. Who were very openly bold and queer. I'm like, this is not my experience. This is not it. Like, it is it. It should be it. It should be it. Like, it doesn't uh, mimic real life, it seems, sadly. There's so, like, as the show progresses, every time there's like a hot chick and they're in a scene with Emily. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, I mean, we're about, (laughs) well, I was about It's in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, They both have boyfriends. Um, yeah, who are dumb. And then um, Maya's like, do you mind if I smoke some weed? And is like, do you want some? And like, Bleh. It's crazy because she's like, is this like a dick move to ask if you help me move my boxes? And Emily's like, yeah, it is, but I'll do it anyway. And then as she's, which I'm like, I don't think it's like, my partner was like, that is a crazy thing to ask. I'm like, look, I they're friendly. I kind of get it. Just like help her take the boxes up. But then like when they're taking them up and, She's like, can I smoke some weed? I'm like, is do you want Emily to stay for a cuppa? Like, what is, it's crazy to well, me. Well, then she asks her to join. And then Emily, and Emily, she's like, is it your first time? Emma's like, no. Yes, it is, actually. Yes. I was lying. And then she says, so I'm corrupting you. Ugh. Yes. And then it begins. The sexual like, tension f- in this scene is, is hot. Rife. It's, it's begun. It's a hot scene. The next scene, we are at the loft in Spencer's backyard. Oh my god! I so okay. All my notes are about this, this sequence of events. I think. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Incredible. Lead up. Lead us in, Ash. Lead us in. 
Um, first, I would like to say before we go in, just from the last one, I wrote down um, Shane Mitchell needs to get whatever the opposite of an Emmy is, like like a Razzie, like your your face shows no expression. Yes, you're bad at this. She does do get better as we go on. I love I love Shane Mitchell and I love Emily. Like Emily's my second favorite pretty little liar, I would say, um, after Hannah. But I do not, like, what's so lovely about Emily, I think, is that Shay Mitchell, kind of like Misha Barton in the OC, I don't know if they can act. Oh, no. But Shay Mitchell in You on Netflix, incredible work. Well, I think in the last few seasons of Pretty Little Liars, she does a yeah. great job. And they're also young, so and I think Emily's such a nothing there. character. <laughs> like, and I think I she think... was the youngest, one of the youngest ones at this point. And she's point, Canadian. Anyway. Yeah, she says she's like, got, she, she does. She does say oot. Um, so cute. But I want to go on record and say I said yes, yeah, same about liking Emily as a character, and I take. I, I thought you just meant Shay Mitchell. I hate Emily. I think that's my official. I think stance. Emily like would annoy me, but. I don't know if it's that I found her hot. I don't know if it's that she was kind of just like soft. I don't know, but I She's kinda, the hottest one. She's She oh, is. They're all beautiful. so beautiful, but she is kind of like oof. Um, she's like something you would create in a lab. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. I don't I think she frustrated me as a character but yeah, for some reason. Maybe it's like the queer thing that I was just like cool. Yeah. We but stand. She was frustrating. I think also because there's like such little focus on her that I was like, yeah, she can like, they're not shoving her down my throat like Aria. I'll take her. Yeah. I would say my, my order of favorites. Mm. Um, equally number one is Hannah and Spencer. And we'll... That's really fair. I think Spencer really wins me over as yeah, well. And she's especially as we go along. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's the most consistent character, I feel like, in her behavior, yeah. her emotions, her dialogue even. Even she's just the like... most well-rounded. She's the most fully formed from the pilot because she's like a type A. Like at yep. least she's got all those details hammered out of like she's an overachiever, type A, control freak, likes to yep. fuck older men. Um, <laughs> stuff like and then, that. And then I would say then Emily, then Arya because Arya is the worst. But Arya is the worst. Look, Ar- we're beating but up Arya. Emily annoys I think me they, more. I think Arya is like fine. I think it's more that – and Lucy Hale. Oh, can we talk about how gorgeous Lucy Hale is? Oh, my God. And she is really good as well. She's so good. I think that's why we hate her. Like, she does a good job. Um, yeah. I think it's that kind of, like, that thing of she is perceived a little bit to be, like, the main one that's meant to be, like, more normal than the rest. So that makes me want to, like, not like her because I guess I have a lot of toxic <laughs> internalized misogyny that I'm, like, working through. Yeah, for sure. And she's, she's, um, she's for sure meant to be <laughs> – same, same. She's for sure meant to be the, like, indie, <laughs> not like other girls character. Yeah. Which uh, our internalized misogyny for sure makes us be like, well, fuck her, you know? Yes, absolutely. Whereas, like, because Hannah is so flawed from the get-go, I like Hannah. I'm like, great. Yeah. I relate to, like, Hannah's fl- – like, a lot of Hannah's flaws. And I would and also, say that, yeah. that Hannah, once she kind of – no, I would say even with all of her, like, her makeover that she has from the one year later um, mm. c- jump, she's probably the most authentic, I would say, as well. Mm. She's most authentically herself. I think um, so. And she's the funniest. Yeah, she is the funniest. Um, okay, so I have to... So we're in the barn. We're in the barn. She runs into um, Melissa. Melissa? 
Hastings. Melissa, Melissa. Yep, yep. We hate Melissa. We hate, I we wrote, do hate Melissa. I just wrote, I hate Melissa and her cardigan. Because <laughs> 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 she's wearing a cardigan draped over her shoulders, not arms yeah. in the sleeves, just the top button done up. She's very, um, yeah, like Stepford Kate wives. Spade chic. Ste- Kate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepford Wives chic. Um, and very, like, you, you understand that they're sisters. Like, they're both preppy. They're preppy. Oh, remember the word preppy? Oh, wow, yeah. This is preppy fashion. Spencer is a prep. Like mm. a, as in preppy fashion, not a in prep, grade which prep. is like before grade one. Like a five-year-old. Yeah, like a five-year-old. She's dressed like a five-year-old. <laughs> There's this, I'm jumping ahead just because I, I can't help myself. No, please. This might be where she's sitting down reading To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm not sure, but she says, you know what they say about hope? It breeds eternal misery. As if that's like a quote. And I and I look, I was like, I'm going to Google this quote because I don't want to be like caught out that like I'm the only one that knows this, but I'm seeing it only in the context of Pretty Little Liars on Google. Like all yeah. the answers are like Spencer I don't think Hastings. it's a thing that people say. I think it's a wild thing for it. her to just say. <laughs> you know what they say about hope? It breeds eternal misery. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Also, also context-wise, just so everyone knows, she is reading a book. Uh, she's reading To Kill a Mockingbird to while kill a talking Mockingbird. to Ren, Melissa's oh. fiancé. My favourite thing is they're having, like, this kind of scintillating conversation that gets more and more, like, yeah, flirty. And so she kind of, like, re- she kind of gets up in her chair and, like, sits forward but is still doing, like, the Kath Day Night from Kath and Kim, like, finger scan of the book while she's, like, well, what do you like? I can't remember what she says, but she's like asking flirty questions while scanning the book. Yeah. And then I love it. He she she says something like, You're not like her other boyfriends. He's like, Why not? And she just goes, We're late for dinner and gets up. Doesn't she say, Because I like you? And then she she's says, like, We're late for dinner? Yeah. No, no, no. Then after that, she says, Because I actually like you. Oh, but like, okay. The structure of it is bizarre. When she says um, we're late for dinner, I'm like, you're the one sitting down reading. I don't know. Whiplash. Exactly. Um, he's the one going toward, like, I don't know. The next scene, we cut to a feet up pan of Arya walking down the hallway at school with oh, big yeah. old weird, like, the weird outfit. It's like I wanted giant to. Ju- I wanted to look like Arya for sure. Oh I yeah, absolutely. Like I was always like, style. I want to wear like Hannah Indie Montana. I would say this is like a, a Hannah Montana esque outfit if she wore leggings. Yeah, a little bit. You know, she's got bit. big boots. She's got a dress and a ja- this leathery jacket. She comes in to talk to Mister Fitz, and then on the on the um, chalkboard, and you'll notice this throughout all of his English classes. Things on the chalkboard have something to do with the. Th- episodes or the theme of the season and it's a quote from to kill a mockingbird it is um and it says atticus voice of reason question mark scout moral or a moral a moral let's just remember that a i did i was like a a a you look look out for a's everywhere you always have to look out for a's you'll see them um so they're talking and then they're kind of like, well, fuck, what do we do oh. here? Because uh, you're a pedophile without her actually mm. thinking that. She's mm. like, I want a bone. And he's like. And I feel for cool. Arya here. Like, I don't blame Arya here at all. Because as I said, when mm-hmm. I watched this as a kid, I was like, yes, I love this. Because this is like the problem with this dynamic of like people wanting to do this with their teachers or older people, no matter the gender, is that 
you kind of at that age don't understand the power imbalance, whereas they should. So I do not blame Arya for finding this man hot and for trying to pursue this. Yeah, um, exactly. Because she puts, I think she like holds his hand and I'm like, that's fair on Arya's part, but he need, he doesn't remove his hand. I was yelling, move your hand, move your hand. He's like, the grown up. He's the adult. I was he screaming, move your hand at him. He's the grown up. Yeah. Stop grooming her. You, it is it is grooming like yeah. and that's the crazy thing like when i watched this as a teen i was like no but that's different like this is different because she like whereas now i'm like no it's so unac- no, it's-, it's so unacceptable exactly yeah it's grooming and they and they don't know like she exactly. doesn't know that <laughs> the next scene um, yeah. emily and maya are walking home um and they're like brushing hands against each other it's very flirty Ugh. and then um they see Yum. the boxes of ali's stuff out the front being thrown away and she's like it's hard for me to talk about i didn't tell you everything about the girl who used to live here we were best friends she had disappeared last summer Mm. she's still missing i'm reading uh, the subtitles as it's playing uh Mm. so this is a verbatim word for word um and then they go to say goodbye and they go to kiss each other and they miss and they like kiss each other on the cheek it's very it's insane it's hot and it's insane (laughs) yeah it is i love it yeah, it's beautiful. So the next scene is Emily and Spencer in the locker room. Oh, Emily okay. coming back from swimming, Spencer from lacrosse, their respective sports as the two sporty ones. And there's a note in a note. Emily's locker that says, Hey, Em, I've been replaced. You found another friend to kiss, dash A. Yes. Which is a uh, mini spoiler alert, not really. Letting us know that what we'll find out in a few episodes time is that Emily and Allison like had a little ro- secret romance. Yes. And also that I will, it's worth noting that in the pilot and I guess throughout the series, but especially in the pilot, it feels um, they're really trying to make you believe that Allison is alive yes. um, because out Al- all the secrets that a for Allison is saying are things that only Allison knows. Mm hmm. So I forgot that that's like a really big thing in the pilot and could be a thing throughout. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't um, know. So, so far, the two messages are Aria about her dad's situation, which only Alison knows, and Emily being gay, which only Alison knew. So yeah. the next scene. Oh, my God. Is Ren this Ren and... asking. This is my note. Ren asking a bikini clad Spencer tough day at school and giving her a massage, but also asking. He's like, you don't have a towel. Like she's. She's in this tiny bikini and she's got a towel on and he's in boardies. He's like, do you have a towel? He's British. Kind of forcing her. He's like, do you have a towel, mate? He's like, mate, do you have a towel, mate? I'm a bit wet. I need a towel, mate. Give me a bloody towel. No, he's like fancy British. Um, But it's like him kind of forcing her. Like it's flirty to me because she's got one towel on her. They're in a kitchen, so there's no other towels. What's he going to use, a hand towel? He wouldn't perchance have a towel I could borrow. And then she like throws it and i felt so uncomfortable when she's standing there in the bikini and she's like kind of covering her body and then she's rubbing her shoulder oh um, it's so i think again when i was like young i was like this is hot and now i'm like oh this makes me so nervous well this is the other discrepancy i want to talk about he's in med school we don't know he just for a doctor we assume to be a gp he's not a masseuse. we don't know we don't exactly and he's like you've got a bursa sack i would like to say from evidence you can't know if you have a bursa sack unless you get an ultrasound what's a bursa sack a bursa sack is a fluid filled sack that cushions an area of friction between tissues such as tendons and bone Mm -hmm. so 
I have one on my shoulder. My dad has the same one. Okay. We both needed ultrasound. Where's Ren and his bodies to help you and your dad? <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's my, where's my Ren? Um, where's your Ren? Where's my, where's my dad's Ren? <laughs> Got to get my dad a Ren. And, and, and my dad's Ren is my mum. But Spencer's standing there like rubbing her shoulder and he's like, oh, you've got a bursa sack. This is what you need to do. Starts giving her a massage. And then mid-massage, she's, she goes, oh, that's awesome. And it's... Oh, it's so hard to watch. It's the most cringy shit I've ever seen. And they look basically naked because he's talking and she's like, got yeah. barely anything on. Ugh. Also, I would um, like to say that Ren's lips are always really dry and really pink. He's got to get some chapstick on them. Yeah. Get some pawpaw, some Lucas pawpaw ointment yeah, on those lippies, get some, Ren. Get some Burt's Bees, maybe. You're a doctor. Get some Burt's Bees. Get some Blistex. Yeah. Get some Nivea. Right. You think I'd trust you with my, as my GP if you can't make those lips not chapped? Hydrate those, those smooches. Next scene, we move to Ella and Byron, Arya's parents, getting stuff out of boxes uh, mm. They find wine glasses and a toy that I used to have, and they're basically like, "We're back, we're home." I, are you happy to be home? Uh, Arya's not happy to be home, and it's just it's what? just more silly exposition time. Feeling seeing them seemingly in love when we know that something has gone awry in the past. I can't believe the first thematically, and I hate this song. Thematically, the f- the song that opens this show is "Don't Trust a Hoe." <laughs> Which I feel like is what they were trying to say as the thesis statement for Alison De Laurentiis. Which, honestly... Who is not a hoe. I would not say, like, I, we can't ex- an empowered no. teen. She's an empowered teen. <laughs> if anything, she's a bitch, I would say. She is a bitch. If it was don't trust a bitch, it would be accurate. But don't she ain't trust a, a bitch. Spencer sees Melissa and Ren making out at the front stoop step. Of the no one cares. loft. Yeah, so no one cares. They should, so. they're like adults. Spencer, let them yeah. let them make out. Spencer's like, oh, but he found the sack in my shoulder. <laughs> he found my sack. Actually, we do need to mention this because then she goes to the computer and we get the third message from A. It's worth noting. It's an email and it says, from A to Spencer. Poor Spencer. Always months Melissa's boyfriends. But remember, if you kiss, I tell. <gasps> Allison knew that um, Spencer kissed a boyfriend of her sister Melissa's previously, and his name was Ian. Mm. Um, actually, we do find it out in this episode. There's a flashback right there. Um, and we see the first instance of um, Allison fat shaming Hannah, telling her to yes. not eat a cookie. Yeah, and they re- they replace Ian as well. It's a completely different. I actor. was. I think that uh, late earlier in this episode, that scene, like this podcast episode, that scene came up, and I was like, I kind of paused for a second because I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll get to this later. And that was me going, they recast Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is a man? Like I will. We haven't seen it yet, but I feel I remember Ian being like a man, man, like kind yeah. of looking thirty to me. So it's going to be very troubling to be like, oh, good, this man was like chasing a fourteen year old. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, next. <laughs> we won't get into that yet. No. But I will say, in the flashback, we do see Alison threatening Spencer to say, if you don't tell your sister that you kissed mm. Ian, I mm. will. So mm. reason to believe now in the past, present Which is day, insane. It's not Ali's business. 
Exactly. She like she, now you say I, I'm like that's insane. That's why I do think she's a bitch personally, um, and I don't trust her. But she's not a hoe. Don't trust a hoe because she's not, not a, hoe. a hoe. That word is derogatory if it's used in a derogatory fashion. Unless you're like I'm a hoe. Yeah. Claiming it. Yeah, I, I don't mind like claiming it. Actually important, we see Spencer looking out the window. Fun, important fact, Spencer lives next door to Alison De Laurentiis' house where Maya mm. now lives. She looks in the window and sees someone with blonde hair mm-hmm. in Alison's bedroom and she goes past Allie. the window. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. One of many kind of blonde flicks of hair we're about to embark on, like we're about to see on this journey. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so now Arya and Emily are having a chat on Emily's porch and they're telling each other, we both, hey, I got a letter from someone in my locker. I got a text from someone. A? Mm. A? And they're basically both saying, only Alison could have known my secret. And they're not telling each other what it is, what each other's secrets are, or the texts said, but they're like, yeah, this is a situation. So they're coming together. You should absolutely go to the police. Here, here becomes, look, I'm ACAB, but here becomes like my most quoted... <laughs> My most quoted, um, like, thing watching this show uh, is call the police, call the authorities, tell a parent, please, 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 tell please. Just, uh, tell, just tell someone what is happening because no one cares about the Jenna thing that we will get to in episode two. Yes. But this is not worth people, like, dying against later. We'll f- just go to the police. There is a secret that they're hiding that has to do with Jenna. You're being blackmailed and stalked. Like, But this is more important. Oh, okay. So then we now finally at the Marin household, we see the hot Ashley Marin. We see the hot Ooh. Ashley Benson. And this Ooh. is the hot Ashley Appap. And the hot Appap. Ashley Appap. Thank you very much. Um, and they're eating Caesar salads. Um, yeah. and They're always eating takeaway take Caesar salads, by the way. Yeah, I yeah. Love I love that, that you, you never see cooking happening. There's like consistent food stuff in each yeah. house too. Like there's never yeah. any cooking in Hannah's house. Always cooking in no. Spencer's house. Because her mum's a busy single mum. There's always wine in... Um, in Yes. Every Hannah's, mum's hand. Yes, they love a wine. They love you know a wine. What? I'm there. I'm right there with them. Yeah, we stand the wine I'm also mums a wine mum of Rosewood. Kids. We do stand um, the mums of Rosewood. And then basically this scene is just exposition to let yeah. us know that um, the dad, dad, dad's left. Yeah, walked out on them. And she's like, he walked out on us. And the mom's like, no, he walked out on me. The doorbell rings. Oh, while my God. Hannah gets a text from Spencer saying, we need to talk in all caps. At the door, who is it but the piece of shit, Detective Wilden. We see him for the first time. I nearly called him Walden. I was like, it's going to be, I was nearly going to be like, Walden with you. And I'm like, it's Wilden. Camp Camp Walden, which is the camp Camp they go to in Parent Trap. Yes, that's it. Wilden. Okay, it's Wilden. I hate this guy. I hate him too. He's at the door saying. This guy's so obsessed with teenage girls. This whole show. Yeah. Oh my god. He's so obsessed with 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 fuck, fucking their mums too. He um comes and is like, "We found your daughter on CCTV shoplifting a pair of sunglasses," and then just immediately, without giving her her Miranda rights, makes her turn around and handcuffs Hannah. Yeah. Crazy. And then we cut to the police station where we see. Hannah, look into the, like, interview room. She sees her mum talking to Wilden. She sees her mum very slowly uncross and cross her legs, the door close. And then (laughs) from there, 
that's the implication that something sexual is happening. It's yes. Hannah's which, mom in the context of this does what she has to do for her daughter. Child. She's a good mother. And then immediately and that after makes, that. Like while it, it is an abuse of power on Wilden's part, this whole show is an abuse of power. I should just say that because it's all I'm talking about at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But it does make you go, her mum is the best mum because everything she does, I think, is for Hannah. Yeah, yeah. And there's and some stuff that's come and she's hot there's some stuff seasons away that she does where she really looks out for her daughter um she's always thinking of han and then we have the final oh no i think i know this is where i have a note (laughs) right before the text my only note my notes get so sparse and my note is hannah grabs at some loose candy (laughs) and then puts it back which is yeah. one so in this COVID safe world we live in, it is not COVID safe to have loose candy. It is also not COVID safe to grab at the candy, hold it, and then put it back put when it back. you get this text you're about to tell us about. Yeah. She gets the, <laughs> the, the fourth text in the chain of each girl getting a text from A, and it says, as if the person can see her picking up the candy. Be careful, yes. Hannah. I hear prison food makes you fat, A. And I think, yeah, it's... At this point, you're like, they are being surveilled. They're being watched, like, fully. Because they saw her pick up the non-COVID safe candy and, and put it back. <laughs> put it back. That's so gross. You, and you, right, you've just been okay. arrested. You're probably, like, clammy and sweaty. And then you've... Yeah. You, she would have... Because they're M&Ms. They're, like, yes. off-brand M&Ms or Smarties. They stain your fingies they straight away. They would stain those fingies, yeah. baby. Yeah. Anyway, they leave the police station. <laughs> Hannah's like, what? what's going on? what's the what's you know the agreement and her mum's like i'm a bitch i'm a boss i'm, I'm a, a bitch, bitch and i'm a boss and, and i'm like boss and i did what i had to do exactly i would just like to also say that ash nico wrote that song which i love because i love ash nico so her mum's saying you don't have to be pop why are you stealing you know you don't have- i give you everything you need to be popular and she's like that's not yeah. why i do this she's like this is the thing you do so you know it's it's clearly setting up that um hannah's got some daddy issues and everything that she's going to do in the next few episodes is a reaction to her lack of foundation at home she seeks attention absolutely and we stand that storyline because it's real and it happens and we respect i think it's one of the more relatable i think hannah just as a teen has for me like the most relatable storylines of like the weight stuff the shop like a lot of teen girls like shoplifts just a feel alive or something um yeah, to have like that power and that agency um more like whatever. she's in a broken home so she's like yeah i'm looking for attention and i don't know why and it's like because of your dad yeah i just think she's kind of the most grounded in terms of teenagehood definitely i think so uh and then we cut to in front of Maya's house, formerly Allison's house, sirens everywhere. And oh, you okay. think the fact that there are just police and all these people everywhere, they would have sectioned off like the street or something. No, yeah. Emily just runs through all these official people to the front door where Maya is. And Again, she's like, I hate on? this music choice. I don't remember what it is, but I remember hating this music choice. And this is my final note. I don't know why I stopped taking notes after this. I think I was just interested in the show. But when Maya goes, they found your friend which is so misleading. And then Emily's like, yay. She's like, she's dead. 
I'm she's like, like Maya, is, she, is she inside? She's like, they f- no, no, they found her body. Psychotic choice of words. Like, what a Maya fake babes. out there, Maya. Yeah, a great fake out. Lots of good fake outs. I will say that her facial expression isn't a fake out, though. She looks sad the whole time. She's um, true. The, I will tell you exactly what the song is. The song's like, and just like that, my life is broken. So I think the problem with <laughs> the music choices in this show is that kind of like, this is like a Bravo, like a Real Housewives thing and like a Vanderpump Rules thing as well as transitions. They choose like literal songs that are very like, I'm out on the town and Selling Sunset does it too. Um, yeah. But this, the music choices in this are very like, cause yeah, the final song is that like something hands of time and it's, and I like get it thematically and I get this thematically, but it's like, but you don't have Come to have on. the lyrics match the content. It's more like we the mood. Because this yeah. song to me doesn't match the mood. No, it's it's bizarre. Um, and then basically we see all the girls flocking to the crime scene, standing on different corners of the street looking at each other. You see, Ale- you see the body wheeled out. So once again, not going to spoil anything. Mm. But there's a body. There's a body. It's Allison's, maybe? Allegedly, Do we it know? is Allison De Laurentiis's body. But then who's sending these texts? Who's eight? So Hoomst. these are the questions that are posed. Whomst indeed. They all come together and stand in the street um, and are like, I heard the, oh no, sorry, just Aria and Spencer. And she's like, I heard the cops took Hannah to the station. And then Hannah arrives and she's like, I'm not, I didn't talk about the Jenna thing. We made a promise. And it's setting up this, Thing, what's the Jenna thing? So what's many mysteries thing? in this. Oh, I'm so show. excited to talk about Jenna in the next episode. Oh, I know. Tamin Sursock, our Tamin Sursock, our Tamin Sursock. If we can get her on this podcast, I want to. It's a real aim. We'll die happy mine. human beings. Then we cut to Hannah eating some chunky monkey Ben and Jerry's, as she states. <laughs> She's eating. I love because how they set this up with Hannah now is every time she eats a food that's not a salad, her mum has ordered. Um, mm. Every time she eats a like a non-healthy, in, you know, funny, like in quotation, non-healthy food, we're meant to be like, oh, she's like, this is her trigger. Like, because she has an eating disorder or like she's kind of has disordered eating. So it's, yeah. yeah so, um. Every time she eats, we're like, oh, no, she's in trouble. I'm like, she's eating, like, the smallest tub of ice cream. I have dessert every night. scared after finding out her friend died and was buried in her own backyard. So she eats, like, a tiny little bit of ice cream. So have some ice cream, absolutely. What? I also eat ice cream every single night. I think it would be triggering for me to just not have ice cream. Yeah, so I find that so funny in this show that, like, yeah, her grabbing at some loose candy is like, wow, wow. She's She's falling mm, apart. She's got a problem. And I'm like, I would also grab it. Before COVID, loose candy. I would also LC, grab it that loose, loose candy. candy. So no, she's watching TV and basically <laughs> the news is on and this... they're being like, "Oh yeah, it's a, it's a newscast of the report from Allison's house. Mm-hmm. And you find out that like there was a gazebo built on top. They, they were tearing down this gazebo at Maya's house, formerly Allison's house, because her mum mm-hmm. is a cellist and she's building a studio out there. So mm. they... Get rid of this gazebo. They find the body under the gazebo, the construction workers. Um, so just just important, kind of. Um, and then there's a noise as the front door opens and Hannah sees her mother with dun, 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 Detective Wilden. 
making and out against the staircase. He slams Ashley Marin yeah. against the staircase. And he, he looks does. huge in comparison to her. She looks tiny. He looks big. She's a little lady. And she takes What's... him up to upstairs and Ashley looks back at Hannah like, this is what I have to do. Bef- and before we get there, so they like come in and Hannah's all like scared and she's in like the dark and she's got like a little blankie over her and she's eating her like tiny thing of ice cream. Yeah, she looks very And cute. then like the door opens and she's like, oh my God, like my mum and this guy are like here and they're making out. And instead of being like, I'm here, please look at me. She looks like, kind of like as if she's like, she like watches it in a way that feels very like a young kid watching their parents have sex. Like it, it's really, it's an odd, it's the oddest scene. Like I was like, Hannah, make yourself noticeable. Yeah. Or kind of like, don't look. Like leave. I would like to say that the last line of dialogue that comes off the TV before the mum and Wilden burst through the door is... Um, something along the lines of there is a killer on the loose in Rosewood and then the yeah. door slams open wouldn't yeah. you scream yeah or hide or do something instead or be of just like, being like hi oh. mom yeah or like mom is that yourself... you yeah you want to make yourself known and then yeah I, I interrupted you when you were talking about so anyway they walk up the stairs and you don't think they've seen Hannah but then Ashley Marin the mom gives this look to Hannah that's like I'm gonna fuck my way out of this for you yeah, You're she's welcome. Like, I'm gonna fuck for you. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do she's that. She's like, I'm, a, I'm gonna get dick down, and it's all in your honor. Imagine it's powerful. That. It's pow- It's like a really powerful look, and I'm like, weird because it's your daughter. She's like, but she's it's weird, and she's like, because you stole sunglasses, I now gotta suck a dick. It's it's intense. Then mm. the next scene, some would say, very important. We cut to the funeral. Of the Alison this is the final scene, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, there's like multiple the things. The funeral is the final part. This part yeah, is huge. Part. It's very long, uh, and so if you don't like long podcasts, we're so sorry because this is well, it's long. like it's forty-four minutes, but like yeah, we and also I think our plan is to we will not talk about the rest of the episodes in this kind of length. We will kind yeah. of probably cover a few an episode maybe. But for the yeah. pilot, we got to break it down because it's huge. Exactly. So they're at the chapel, the Rosewood Chapel, um, which later in other episodes is big, big uh, staple in the community. In, in not not in terms of religion, but in terms of mm. shit that goes down. A lot of lot of time at this church. Exactly. We see all the Rosewood locals. They're there, and then we cut to a stairwell, and Arya's there with oh. Ezra. Why is Ezra at Alison's funeral? He is supposedly new to this town that's such a good point i want yeah that's i think it could be justified in that like it's a student of this like an ex-student of the school he like i think there's ways to justify it as a writer but it is very like convenient that he's there that they're in this stairwell at the same time if i were him i would be like hello aria my student i'm gonna go back and go with the people now i would not stay in this stairwell he needs to get away from her He's like, did you know her? And she's like, she was one of my best friends. And he goes, I'm sorry. And he goes, for Alison or for being a jerk? And he says, both. And spoiler, again, skip ahead, like 52 to 55 seconds from here. Once again, so so many meaning, double meanings, because is he sorry for Alison because he knew her and had relations with her? Yes. And of course he's there at her funeral. He knew her. He fucked her. Yes. And he's writing a book about her. He's writing a book. He's writing a book. Um, They kiss here, right? 
they kiss. They're like about to walk away from each other, and then they like slam against the church wall. A fifteen-year-old girl in a church in public at a funeral of a murdered, abducted girl. Church. They are in a so problematic place, and I love to see it. Also, can I just say, I think it might just be Lucy Howe's voluptuous lips. It looks like she is eating a face every time she kisses like in a hot way she's always like oh. yeah like, yeah she's got oh her face lucy hale's face yeah. incredible incredible Je- face. i'm very i'm jealous of her face she's got a good face so now we cut to the actual funeral ceremony area where we see the allison's mom who gets changed in the next she gets episode. changed we don't need to cancel for, her for the right reason cancel her um yeah. all the girls sit at the very front, she's like, Alison would have wanted that. We see the terrifying photo yet again that haunts yes. me to this day. There's this really funny line, though, of someone says, like, oh, Alison was so pop. I think maybe maybe it's Fitz. Someone says, like, oh, Alison seems, like, so popular. There's so many people. And then you look at the pews and it's just old people. Yeah. There's I'm like, like I guess. Like, students. this looks like a turnout for, like, a regular funeral, I guess. Um, also, but, yeah, sure, she's popular. At the beginning when they talk about her, when they're at the funeral, it's like showing the shot, the like establishing shot of everyone there. They say that hundreds of people, there's like a reporter that's saying that yes. there are hundreds of people here to mourn her death. So did they only let think... in the people that were closest to her? Yeah. Popular in life and death. Yeah. The, the four girls are sitting together and then um, classic Hannah pulls out a flask. That's ins- I keep saying that's insane because this show is beautifully insane. But yeah. she does pull out a flask at just like a funeral in front of everyone. It's bold and I like it. Yeah. At the front row, you know? In the front row. She's a front row hoe and I love to see it. Then they all uh, freak out because Ari gets a text and it's just from her parent. Uh, it's, it's just from her mum. And then they all like, ooh. And then they basically are all like, you've been getting texts too. We've so all been all... getting texts. You should have told someone earlier, guys. Exactly. And then now that you all know that you're getting texts, maybe you should just fucking tell a police officer or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you should. So they're all like, oh my God, we all are getting these texts. And then they turn and they see Tamman, Sir Suck, A. Tamman, Sir Suck, Is it Sir Suck, Sir Suck? Sir Suck. Sir Suck. Sir Suck. Tamman, Sir Suck. So sorry for the mispronunciation. We love you. Sir Suck. As... <laughs> Jenna. Come on the pod. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. I'm sorry I pronounced your name. Suck. Um, she sits down with the artist formerly known as Toby because he's replaced with another actor. Who's yes. Keegan Allen, who does great work as Toby. Who's great. He's um, great. But he's not there just yet. I will say this guy also has a cleft chin, though. They they only choose butt. Yes. They, they were very specific on they butt chins for Toby. They wanted a cleft chin. Yeah, they knew what they wanted and it was a cleft chin. Um, so they're like, shit. Jenna is here. When did Jenna get back in town? And we don't know what the Jenna... At this point in time, we don't know what the Jenna thing is. We find out in the next episode, I do believe. Yes. Um, I think the next episode is actually called the and Jenna And for thing. me, at then and now, I'm like, the Jenna thing is just not worth all the trouble of this whole series. Because essentially the oh, Jenna yeah. thing is why this whole series exists of like, we can't tell anyone because of the Jenna thing. And then just countless bodies pile up over seven seasons. Because... Of we'll talk about the Jenna thing in that episode, but exactly. Um, As kids, they could have just come forward; they'd be fine. Next, the funeral has ended. They're outside. They all walk down the steps, and who approaches them but little cuck detective Wilden? Um, it's Mister Walden. Walden. Mister Camp Walden himself. Mister Camp Walden is here. 
The camp counsellor himself. Um, also, they could tell him, even if he's menacing and they hate him, they should tell him about these things because they are victims. They don't know yeah. this. Like, look, they don't know. But, yeah, they should. Uh, they there's should a, tell so Walden. Much. Camp they, Walden. Um, <laughs> camp Walden. They are, are all introduced to him and he and Hannah share a look. So the other girls don't know that Hannah knows him also. Because Hannah's ashamed of A, her shoplifting, and B, the fact that her mum has to fuck her way out of situations for her. Yeah. So they basically are like, what's going on? Why are you talking to us? And he's like, well, now that we found Alison's body and we know that she's quote unquote dead, it's a murder. Mm. And we need you to all come into the station and go over your statements. Because I, rest assured, I will find out what happened that summer. Mm. And then we hear, you can't turn back, back the of time. Yeah, and then it's like, nah, 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 nah. Um, and then we see Jenna getting into her car. She kind of looks looks at the girls. So then it's like, she, she see us? She know we're here. Mm-hmm. And then um, the very last thing that happens in the episode before one of the, oh, not the very last actually, but one of the last things that happens before the iconic zoom outs. So at the end of almost every episode, there's like a great Some shot really where- there's a crane that zooms from close mm. to the girls to like showing this giant thing of a zoomed out shot mm. of the Warner Brothers lot. They get one more text, but they all get it at the same time. The iconic, we all get one a text at the same time. I love and the we all get like the bloop, 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 so gossip girl as well of all these exactly. random text tones going on. And they all have specific text tones that you as a watcher eventually like know whose yeah. phone makes which sound no one has like as that nokia i think that was yeah absolutely um and they all read it at the same time which is a trope for the show it says i'm still here bitches and i know everything a incredible and then you can turn back the hands of time i think that's like a fine music moment but it's corny like i think the music choices in the pilot especially i'm like corn corn city it's corny it's corn city i would like to say that in all of the zoom outs as well in that situation if that was real life and you all got a text like that for the first time wouldn't you immediately start talking to each other and be like what the fuck instead they all stand there and one by one put down their phones dramatically and stare out into the distance like they this i think um <laughs> and look at each other but they don't speak they just scratch their heads they look around they're like fidget i remember like listening to one of the girls like one of the actors talk about how like i think maybe it was shay mitchell of how good you get at doing the soap opera stare off of like you yeah. just have to finish a scene and stare for like five seconds mm-hmm. um and it was very very funny it would be, but it I guess be so, so we leave it for me. So, oh. It'd be crazy. Like you look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it cuts to the coffin, and then zooms slightly away. Sorry, pans slightly away. Pan. Get my terminology right. To the terrifying picture of Allison, yes. which we will see again and again and again in my nightmares. And then yeah. it's credits, bitch. It's credits, bitch. Which. We'll get into um like the, the I guess like the scenes. the yeah the pre like the during credit scenes of like a doing things but yeah we don't get one here and I was like oh yeah I forgot we don't get one no I guess um, the coffin and the the image of Allison kind of is one because they're always foreshadowing things, it becomes such a trope that it's like the leather gloves like doing stuff but oh, the creepier that yet. a gets I can't wait I think the first this this isn't spoiling anything the first no. creepy psychopath a after scene that we see 
is um, this picture of Emily and Maya kissing. We've already alluded to the fact that they're yeah. going to be romantically involved in some capacity. They're queer, they're here, get used exactly. to it. <laughs> um, this picture of them kissing plastered on a wall like a hundred thousand times the same image. And that is not the craziest shit that A does. Oh, it gets so... Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so good, Ash. It's going to... Like, oh, no. it gets so dicey. It gets... It's insane. It can't, it becomes like a horror... Like a mini kind of soft horror, I would say. I, there's a lot of dolls. There's a lot of... I, okay, okay. Before... I, I just want to put this out there and say... I know this is just the pilot for this episode. Mm. But if we get so far in that we do season six... I can not wait. And that's not said am, about most shows. You know what I mean? It's usually like seasons one to three are the best. The, there's, there's one specific no. thing that's going to happen uh, that we all know what it is if we've seen it. I cannot wait. I do advocate for unless people love this and want us to do seven whole seasons of this podcast. But I do advocate for doing like a, like season one and two maybe skipping a bunch because it does just run itself around in circles and then skipping to season six B. Yeah, because and there se- is a the re- season six B, it's like cut in half because of like American um, TV schedules. So there's like a mid-season premiere that does something very special that Riverdale has also done recently. But I would also suggest the shows watch season six A as well because that is we got to talk about season six A. There's some nuts. There's some crazy stuff. In yeah, season yeah, 6A. yeah. We can't. But yeah, okay. I would be so happy to jump to season six after a few seasons. <laughs> Because yeah. we start to get to the end and we they have to like actually wrap up the story. Um, whereas a lot of this show is them generating more story content. So they do, that's why there's so many twists and turns because it's like, well, we just have to keep running this around while we get renewed. Yeah. Um, I'm all met, I'm so excited to watch. I'm going to, I definitely oh. will be watching the whole thing through. Me and too. If anyone, oh, I have to, yeah. If anyone listening um, hasn't seen pretty little lies and then listens to this and is like okay this is making me want to watch it stick watch go through the whole thing it will be worth it 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 will drive you listen to this podcast yes exactly and tell friends who like the show to listen and tell friends who've never seen it to watch it and then listen it's an iconic show because also what will happen as we talk about this more is like the imprint this has on like future um tween or teen soaps like it really sets the tone for like a lot of teen murder mysteries and teen dramas that came into fashion in the 2010s yeah okay can i do some trivia absolutely let's go so this is from imdb triv sasha pt peter i'm so sorry i don't know how to pronounce her last sasha the beautiful sasha who plays alison de Laurentiis, um was only 12 years old when doing this pilot i thought she was 14 no, but I think was... she was 14 for most of the se- like this season one or season, yeah, like season two. Yeah. But she was 12 and she and there's a scene where she's in a bikini. The idea of a 12 year old in a bikini scares me. And now when I watch yeah. it, I remember, I think, finding that out when I was younger, being like, whoa, she's so and she she's gorgeous. But I'm like, whoa, she looks so much older. And now I watch it. I'm like, that's a 12 year old. She had <laughs> tw- like, begun- a 12 probably year old girl. D- didn't have a first period at that point. She literally. No, I was 14. You know? <laughs> I feel like I was a late bloomer, but I was, I was 11. When I, got I my felt period. like I was an early bloomer. That is, yeah, I think we're on either sides of the, the coin. Mm. Um, the events of the pilot cover the entire first book of the Pretty Little Lies series. Yes. 
that's, in, that's insane. I think Gossip Girl is the same. I think the Gossip Girl is like pretty similar. Um, while shooting this episode in Vancouver, which is the pilot, Ashley Ban- Benson, Ashley Benson, Ashley Benson, Ashley Benson suggested the song "Secret" by the Pierces as the show's theme song. It was later approved due to the fact that most of the cast loved it. Incredible. Um, this show is filmed in Vancouver in the winter, so even though the episode is set in summer, so when they're wearing bikinis, they're wearing boots. Like all the scenes are from like that's not. I guess they say belly button up. I guess so. Um, apparently they're wearing like boots. Go off boots. Um, then they talk about how like Spencer's mom and Ian are recast. Um, there's a whole pilot without Chad Lowe with someone called Alexis Denisoff, um, who was Byron Montgomery. And yeah, that's the trivia. We love it. <laughs> that's that's. I hope there's like that for every episode because that was that was very fun. Who do you think? Uh, this is a question. I think we'll probably ask at every episode. Who do yeah. you think was the hottest uh, Rosewood parent this episode? Yes, this is a segment we would like to introduce um, called Which Rosewood Parent Would You Fuck? It kind of is more, I think it is just going to become like, who is the hottest? Who's got the hottest? We might have a point system. Um, Ooh, yeah. But I'll try, to, I'll try to switch things up so it's not always uh, Ashley Marin. But, but it overwhelmingly episode, is her. She, well, also like she's the most kind of sexual in this episode. She's like, yeah. I'll do what I got to do. Um and it is consensual uh, and stuff like that. So I think her just because she's hot, because she's visually hot, but she also is hot because she's a good mom. We stand. Holly Marie Combs second. Yep, she's having her wine with her husband. She's... And then I feel like we don't get many. Well, I guess both um, Ash, uh, both Hannah and Emily don't have dads in the picture at this point, so we don't have many dads to play with. And you know what? That's fine because which is good. <laughs> don't really want too many dads to play with. No. What a sentence. Um, <laughs> cancel. Oh, wait, which one would you? I didn't ask you. Who would you fuck? Well, also, also Ashley yeah. Marin, I would say. Yeah. She's, you've got, you've got to think about it. And like the look that she, the look when she's leading you up to the bedroom. Oof. There's just so much about it that we're like, she's, she's about to. In later episodes, I think what it. we can do is make it which Rosewood adult. Because there'll be yeah. like more like adults that we can be like, no one should be looking at these people sexually, but we are. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, that might be what it is in the future. I would also like to say if you are listening, <clears throat> we're considering watching it, uh, the show, but aren't sure. Some reasons for you to watch it are many guest stars, such as um, mm. Paolo from uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie is in this. Oh yeah, as the as the as like a police as a police officer. Oh, I forgot about that. Who else? Beautiful. <laughs> Can't um, think of anyone else. I think also we're gonna find so many now. I think like that's the other thing when I rewatch yeah. these shows from like 2010 is like oh, there's so many people like cutting their teeth in this show. Um, also, Lucy Hale was in the OC, and we respect a crossover. <laughs> Me always trying to bring back the OC and Gossip Girl. So you should. But yeah, we're going to cover season one. And we are so excited to do it. We're so excited. Season one's so good. It's so... It's... Ugh. I just realised one thing I do... One note I do want to say after finishing Mayor of Easttown, and I apologise to any American listeners, um, if there are any. Um, I don't know much about Pennsylvania, but I'm so disappointed no one in this show is like, oh my God, I got a text on my phone because <laughs> I'm so obsessed with the Philly accent after Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. It's like, what's your passcode? Can I have a glass oh. of water? Yeah. My glass of water, water yeah. ice fountain. 
Um, I wish, because I'm like, oh, it's also set in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Love it. But no. also I, that might be like a Philly thing, not a Rosewood thing. Yeah, Rosewood is... Uh, it seems fan. It seems well, well off. Yeah, definitely. Um, she wants to touch me. <laughs> any, any closing remarks? My closing remark is this pilot is iconic. It's important and it's so efficient in its storytelling. While it is a lot of expose, uh, exposition, expose, exposition, um, I think they do a really good job of weaving a lot of stories and a lot of characters. I think they set the series up really, really well. Uh, my rating of thin scarves this episode the rating will be in thin scarves i give this um three scarves and a that cropped jacket which is Mm -hmm. my half i give this three and a half stars yeah um i agree with everything you said about this pilot it is exceptional it is so dumb uh i give it four stars i give it four thin scarves by the way i I give it four what am i saying i love and hate it so much and um, I'm just so excited to watch more and to see all of the like horny teen shit that's going to happen, mm. Mm. not with any grown-ups. This show is so horny. I'm so no, excited. Yeah, me too. Um, the Halloween episodes, as we've talked about, I'm, I'm just excited for everything to come, I think. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. my memory somehow not knowing any details of my own life or existence yet remembering every plot line of the show i know when and what is coming and i'm really excited for it and i just i'm really happy to have you my dear friend Haley, to discuss this with it's so much fun i'm so excited it's gonna be so silly so fun and i couldn't ask for a better person to do it with oh the queen of pll herself ash ash that's me ash that's me Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Call an Adult. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at call.an.adult as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Hayley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget, shut shut your your damn blinds! See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.